And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the only podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. As I was loading up the document, the Google Doc, on which the topics of the episode sit, live, I, the theme song was ending. <laughs> and whose fault is that? But mine. <laughs> I was about to point to you. Hey, welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. Uh, this is for the only podcast, premier podcast, uh, com. We got a lot to talk about this week, so let's get right to it. Lily Singh, is that her name? Lily Singh's uh, late night show debuted. They've got the YouTube channel up and everything. There was a time when when Letterman was still around. It's like six, six years ago, seven years ago. <laughs> when everybody else had a YouTube channel. Well, no, some people had YouTube channels and some people didn't. Fallon was the leading one. Uh, Ferguson and Letterman didn't have one. Uh, When Conan came about for the Tonight Show, he didn't have one. But when he became, when he started Team Coco for, uh, for TBS and the Conan Show, they got one. Kimmel? I think Kimmel had one, but they weren't, they have not everyone had one. And then, uh, but now, you know, you start a late night show. We got, you know, a lot of people doing their shows and, and you, it's, it's imperative day one. You have to have a late night show, uh, YouTube channel. So here we go. Lily Singh's late night show debuted over there on NBC and Carson Daly's time slot. There came a point. <laughs> I watched the, I did not watch the first episode with Mindy Kaling as a guest, but I did watch the, and it's in the first episode is an hour long, but the rest of the episodes are half an hour because Carson's time slot is at one o'clock, something like that. It's right after one thirty, right after Seth Meyers, late night with Seth Meyers. So I want, but I watched the Kenan episode. The Kenan Thompson episode was episode two and that came about uh, Tuesday. <laughs> Today is Thursday. <laughs> I've been to watch all of them. I could not because I've just been so just watching murder stuff at work, watching all these murder documentaries. Anyway, so I watched Lily Singh's uh, late night show. It's a little late. It's over there on YouTube and it's got already. This is this is Thursday and it's already got the episode, the cutouts from Monday's episode, Tuesday's episode Wednesday's episode and they even had a primetime special. If you check, if you go on Hulu, subscribe to Hulu, watch all of the, watch the show. And it's even got a primetime special that aired last night, I believe. So it's a, so it's four episodes, you know, the content of six. Yeah. It's, it's a very, <laughs> I, I hate to come at this negatively, <laughs> but it's a very millennial driven series, uh, late night series. Uh, in that it is, uh, I'm, which I'm, I'm great. I'm so happy for her. Uh, little side note. I thought she was Liza Kashi. <laughs> Very racist. <laughs> I thought Lily Singh was Liza Kashi. <laughs> I know, I know, racist, I know. But she's, uh, but, but in my defense. <laughs> but I'm glad I got this mixed up with uh, uh, two people of color instead of another set of white people, which I usually do. <laughs> like, seriously, I thought... <laughs> All, not all of yesterday, but for at least like five minutes yesterday, uh, I was listening to a podcast and somebody had mentioned that they'd done an episode of 
uh, on Liza, Liza on demand on YouTube, uh, premium. And then I was like, Oh, I wonder if, I wonder if Liza is going to keep her YouTube channel along with doing and, and for, and you know, and to my, and to my benefit, Lily Singh was on YouTube as well, uh, or is, I don't know if she's still doing it, but, <laughs> but that's, I got it mixed up. I thought, Oh, she's still going to do her late night show with her YouTube channel and the YouTube show, uh, <laughs> two different people, very racist. I know. Anyways, let's get back to it. It's, uh, but it is, it is very millennial driven. I would not be surprised if I looked at the writer's room, uh, which I think we did a couple, like, uh, like a two months ago. I, <laughs> I would not be surprised if I looked at the writer's room and it, and it was a bunch of people in their twenties, um, which is, which is fine, which is not to say that people, cause you know, I want to write for late night. That'd be great. I would love to, or I'd love to have my own late night show, you know, something like that. Um, but it's, but it's, it's okay. Let's, let's not say it's millennial driven because, Corden is millennial driven and that show is just so expansive and, and, and dare I say it funny. Liza's show is good. I enjoy it for what it is. Uh, and I, I like the interview sections. Uh, and of course she has to build her footing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But there are moments in that show that are built just for online. There was, a, she did an opening music video which didn't have any response from any crowd. It was just a, a, a straight-to-air video, I guess. It didn't have a live crowd reaction, as it should, you know, if you're going to have a late-night show. Um, and, you know, just a lot of little things here and there. Uh, a lot of crowd pandering. <laughs> a lot of crowd pandering. <laughs> now that I think about it, a lot of crowd pandering where, you know, you'll say something and it's not it's not meant for a laugh. It's meant for a, a, a clap, applause, a clap. And I, I just don't need that. And a lot of, a lot of jokes about there being white men in late night, just do the job. Don't, don't talk like you make, make the one joke and then move on. She made the one joke in episode one. And then it continued to, in every other joke from episode one, episode four. <laughs> I feel bad for saying all this stuff, but I can't wait to see what this show is going to be like in six months. And also something I noticed her show Lily Singh's show is a lot like Pete Holmes' show on TBS when that was around. Uh, and the monologue isn't, it, I mean, this show could have been shot all last week. <laughs> Truly would not know. You would not know uh, every single joke in the monologue, if that's if that's what you can call it. Uh, I guess we've gone. But every single joke in the monologue was not topical. And, oh, I can hear the TV outside. <laughs> Every joke in the monologue was not topical and, uh, which is fine, which is a totally fine thing for anybody. And, uh, the guests, even though they were current, like Mandy Kaling, Kenan Thompson, Mandy Moore, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any other episodes. <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross was on last night. Uh, but even though they're, they're current and their shows are on now or about to premiere or they have movies or books or whatever, they don't talk about things that happen that day. So this show could have been shot last week. Um, I'm not averse to that because we kind of, we don't need that <laughs> right now. So I'm good, good for that show. That's a, that's a plus in my book. Uh, I like a show that can be shot and they can do things differently. Uh, but I would like to see where this is in, in six months. So great job, Willie Singh. I'll say good job. I'll say great. Good job, Lily Singh. But it's, uh, and, the, and then the editing, you know, it's really funny. When Desus and Mero premiered on Showtime uh, a couple of months ago, and I mentioned that the editing was erratic, here it is too tight. 
Like they'll show Kenan Thompson like dancing to the couch, but then they'll cut back to Lily. They'll cut back to him. They'll cut back, and it's just too harsh for cuts. So anyway, loosen up, baby. And she also, and this is what I want to bring up. She made a joke about there being uh, all men in late night, and she showed a picture, and they showed a picture of, and I blame the producers, and I blame the writers, and I will go as far as blame her. <laughs> they showed a picture. <laughs> <laughs> of all, all the men in late night, but it included people like um, Larry Wilmore. And I thought he hasn't had a show for three years. <laughs> so why is Larry Wilmore there? Uh, and if anything, include David Spade, include Daisy and Miro. Um, and yeah, and you know, she, she treated it as if her and Hassan were the only uh, people of color in late night, which is not. And, she's, and they treated like she was the only woman in late night, which she's not. I mean, come on. Sam B is around. I just watched Sam B clips today. Crazy. We got to, the writers have got to, and I understand you can do it at the, uh, you're just, you're just, you're expensing history at a joke or what? You're telling the joke at the expense of history. But however, uh, I will tell you this. There was, I think I mentioned this before. I swear I have. There was an episode um, of the late show with Colbert, with Stephen Colbert, where uh, Kanye was, this is during a Kanye freak out moment when Kanye was like freaking out. And oh no, no, he put out uh, The Life of Pablo. So this is like maybe two and a half, three years ago. He put out The Life of Pablo and uh, to music heads, to hip hop heads who were listening to the album, he'd already put out a single of the song called Wolves with um, Sia and uh, Frank Ocean, I believe. And uh, but he but on the but on the album release he did a version of Wolves where it was just him by by himself, and uh, people were complaining Wolves fix Wolves fix Wolves and then he tweeted out I'm a fix Wolves and then Colbert took that joke and he was doing some rant about Kanye about Kanye's rant and then uh, he put up I'm a fix Wolves and he he's like how can you fix Wolves how can you fix one of these creatures and. And I thought it was such a lazy thing. I'm like, no, just if you just Google <laughs> wolves or if you just look at the album wolves, you'll know. So anyway, just don't don't mess with history over joke. All right. It's stupid. And if you're going to do it, be funny. Let's <laughs> speaking of NBC. Uh, let's move on. Let's let's throw this in here. NBC's Peacock streaming service. They announced it. NBC Universal is going to do a streaming service, as is everyone else. Uh, earlier this week, actually, there was a look at Disney Plus. If you, it's 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 live in the Netherlands right now, or Switzerland, one of those really white places, and it's just kind of it's a beta test, and it shows you everything. It's kind of bland. It's like a very bland version of all the streaming services. Uh, stop comparing it to Netflix. All right, I understand that that is the main rival. But every article I see, The Verge, Vox, New York Times, The Atlantic, it's it's uh, Disney Plus is the bland version of Netflix. It's the Disney version of Netflix. No, <laughs> like, streaming services, Hulu existed as a streaming service before Netflix did. Uh, I mean, you know, it's cable channels. You know, you, you can't say Netflix is the streaming version of Hulu, of uh, HBO. It's not. It's not. I taste pizza. Is that weird? <laughs> Let's name it the episode. Okay. So NBC Universal streaming service, this comes from Vulture, is called Peacock and it's launching next April, written by Joseph Adelaine. Adelian. Really, I mean, that is as basic as you can get with that title. <laughs> NBC Universal streaming service is called Peacock and it's launching next April. I mean, there you go. So there's going to be more than 15 
thousand hours of content from the entertainment conglomerates TV and movie vaults. In addition to previously announced deal to take back the office from Netflix in 2021, NBCU Tuesday said that starting next fall, Peacock will also be exclusive streaming home for the Universal TV produced Parks and Recreation, which is currently streaming on Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime Video. Uh, and also, it was announced this week that Hulu lost Seinfeld to Netflix. And uh, let's see. Oh, um, Big Bang Theory is going to... The Warner Media's streaming HBO Max service. Uh, we'll we'll get to all these different services in a second, but this is just too much. So as soon as I heard that Seinfeld was going to Netflix, I just thought, and then and Parks is going to NBC to the Peacock service. I just thought um, I'm going to just buy the DVDs, buy the buy the DVDs. You know, I'm going to buy Thirty Rock, I'm going to buy The Office, I'm going to buy Seinfeld, I'm going to buy Friends. Just buy the DVDs so I don't have to deal with this crap. And I understand that people don't want to get up and put discs inside their Xboxes or PlayStations or DVD players or whatever. <laughs> Very specific. People don't want to do that. They just want the ease of having those episodes. But when it comes down to it, you don't own the stuff. And if you and if in if in 15 years you want to watch an episode of Friends or The Office or Fresh Prince or whatever, uh, I had to put a black show in there. <laughs> then you're going to be uh, out of luck when it comes to that because what if they're not streaming anymore? What if Marta Kaufman, Marta, yeah, Marta Kaufman says, I don't want these shows streaming anymore, and, she's, and she pulls off Friends. And then uh, Paul Lieberstein, who I think is a producer for The Office, <laughs> pulls off and says, I don't know why this show's streaming. <laughs> Paul Lieberstein, the guy who has no pull for that. The new service will also lock down deals for a slew of originals with ties to existing NBCU brands, including a reboot of Battlestar Galactica, overseen by Sam Esmail from Mr. Robot, revivals of Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster, or comedy talk shows by Late Night's Amber Ruffin, which is great. I'm so excited. I hope I, I, I saw that and I thought this is going to be ex- excellent. I really hope, because the NBC did not pick up her pilot, I really hope that this is, can you hear them stopping upstairs? insane i really hope that this is uh you bang on the ceiling and they just don't stop you go up there and knock on the door they just don't stop i uh, i really hope that amber's show is uh a late night show it can be a comedy talk show whatever but i hope it's a late night style show uh in the vein of Hassan's show or lily's show or seth's show or conan's show uh just name the people i like <laughs> if i keep going it's gonna get really sad <laughs> Uh, about the people I don't like. It's just one guy. One white guy. Uh, there. <laughs> and then a new comedy from The Good Place creator Mike Sher, starring Ed Helms. And there also be dozens of films from Universal Library, new animation shows from DreamWorks Animation. Who uh, and, and DreamWorks was animation was brought out of bankruptcy by Netflix. So this is very interesting that they hop on back to Universal. Uh, but DreamWorks Animation, if you recall, several years ago was in... I wouldn't say bankruptcy, but it was it was very, very tumultuous over there at the production house. And Netflix, I think they said, uh, you give us 500 hours of of shows. And so they gave them, no, they gave, I think it was like two, uh, two it was like two or 300. And then Netflix asked for the last two or 300. And then uh, they gave them 500 hours of shows and stuff. And DreamWorks was able to survive another day. Just kiss the mic again. It's like the title of one episode. Uh, so then they have so they have those library title, and then so the, of course you know along with Parks in the Office they have library titles including SNL. Oh God, I pray that all of SNL's on there. SNL Cheers, Thirty Rock, Frasier, all the stuff that was on um, 
NBC on the NBC. If it's and then comedy, we got some drama shows coming in, uh, some movies, and then they're gonna do some quote premium original films and animated series, unscripted shows, and then Spanish language programming. Spanish, Spanish language programming. Uh, there's something I want to talk about. So I wonder. This is this is very strange for NBC Universal. I mean, this is a good move for them. NBC Universal, if you remember, if you remember the first couple episodes of the show, I was talking about CISO, and they had CISO on there. Uh, it was streaming. It was five dollars a month. It was all their comedy stuff. Every like every bit of their comedy stuff, and it's five bucks a month. You can get a CISO app on your phone on the on the web, and you watch it. And it's just all this comedy stuff, SNL, whatever, original shows, original programming. Uh, and I, I think in like a year and a half or two years, it was defunct and they, they closed everything. They closed up shop for that. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, that was CISO. Uh, but it's, it's interesting because we have, you know, all these shows that were originally on Hulu, you know, like um, – uh, what Cheers is on Hulu and Netflix. Frasier's on Hulu and Netflix. Third Rock's on uh, Hulu. Friday Night Lights is on Hulu. Parenthood's on Hulu. Superstore's on Hulu. Will and Grace, Brooklyn Nine Nine. They're all on Hulu, but now they're probably going to live in this NBC Universal Peacock streaming service. And then there was also talk that if you subscribe to Hulu or Amazon Prime, then you're going to be able to get this free. Let me uh, let me read this because this is going to make more sense. Though there's still no exact launch date, price, or details on how Peacock will be distributed, ABCU has previously said the service will be ad-supported with anyone who subscribes to a cable package or virtual cable service such as YouTube TV or Hulu with Live TV possibly being able to watch for free. There will also be a standalone subscription, though it's not yet clear if there will be an ad-free tier. By calling the service Peacock, ABCU, whatever. So they're trying to keep them the family. Listen, let's go to break. When I come back, we'll talk more about this. <laughs> Boop. Okay, welcome back. Started the countdown, then I looked at the side of my head to see how my haircut was. I got a haircut that was way too short. Way too short. And I told the guy, this is so bad. <laughs> I told the guy, I got a haircut on Friday after work. And then uh, I didn't. I, all I had was cash, and I gave him the cash. And then I was like, man, I want to tip you. And then... I was like, are you going to be here on Monday? He goes, yeah. I said, great. I'll, I'll come and tip you then. And then I look at the haircut all weekend, and I'm thinking, it's too short. Like, he, he cut it way too short. He did. Like, I was uh, my, if you notice from, the, if you're watching the video, my hair was a little, like, a, like a lot higher. And then uh, he he cut it down one level, and then he's like, yeah, how about that? And I was like, well, I like to I like to curl my hair, but but you can cut it a little bit lower. And he goes, okay. And then he cut it down again. He goes, how about that? And I stick my finger in, and I go, great. Like, it comes up, a, like, past the knuckle on my middle finger. And I go, I go, great. And I got long fingers. And I go, great. All right, let's just do that. And so he cuts my hair, and then I get up, and it's, and it's this short. <laughs> And I just like I, I mean if I could still curl it and he never, he didn't curl it he didn't do anything he just left it like in the mini fro form which really pissed me off uh, so I was like yeah I'll come back and I'll tip you on Monday never did never did tip him <laughs> let's get back to it so we're counting down how many how many uh, uh, streaming services there might be so at the end of this at the end of this all there's going to be uh, uh, Netflix Hulu Amazon. Peacock, Warner Media, Disney Plus, Apple Plus, and 
That's it. That's seven. Those are the seven main ones that they're going to be. Uh, I, th- I don't know. I think Viacom is doing something, but I doubt that. Oh, CBS All Access. Eight. There's eight. <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> there are eight. There are eight major streaming services. When there was just Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, and then everybody else is like, "We gotta jump in there, baby." It's gonna be crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, and ESPN Plus, I guess, because it has, and, and these are just things that have original shows, original programming. That's what that's the reason I'm counting them. So there's nine major ones, uh, and then I just <laughs> I can hear the TV. It's so loud. Uh, eventually, there's gonna be just again. I said it before. It's gonna be. It's gonna turn back into cable, and we're all gonna have to be paying for it all over again. All right, let's move on. This next one comes from uh, GameStop. No, it comes from IGN. It's about GameStop, written by Matt Kim. GameStop store redesign. Uh, there is a leaked video tour from prior Oklahoma. And I, is it leaked if it's posted on Facebook? It was posted by the person on Facebook. IGN sources say there is a test store in Oklahoma, the same state from which the video is from. There's a, it's just a reboot. It's just a, it just shows a reboot of of what GameStop is going to be. So GameStop has been going through a lot of changes as of late. A lot of a lot of money losing over there on that side. I just popped open the Facebook video. Uh, I, I do not check social media, so this is. Very interesting to me. But if you look at the video, you can see that it kind of looks like an urban outfit. <laughs> it really does. I'm joking. I was joking before when I said when I when I said that in my head, but it looks like an looks like an urban outfitters. And there's a giant TV on one side, and the games have really like the game selection has really been slimmed down. It, they have a display case for PS4s and Xboxes and Switches and all that stuff. But there's also a couch to sit down in front of the TV and probably play games. Uh, there's also pop, a lot of pop figures, a lot of pop figures, so many pop figures, uh, t-shirts, I assume. And then, oh my God, they brought gaming tables in the back and TVs and CRT TVs. Oh, for Nintendo 64s <laughs> and the SNESs and GameCubes and all that stuff. Uh, interesting snacks and stuff. And then they've got like four way registers, so it's kind of like an yeah, like I said, an Urban Outfitters kind of like a Macy's. I'm, I'm really just describing this video. I don't know why. Who? Why is this interesting to anybody? Why am I doing this? If you're looking at the DS, uh, maybe I'll leave the DSLR video video view up. Uh, I should be recording this, but I'm not going to. I'm recording this on my screen, but I'm not going to. It's very. It, I mean, it looks very modern. It looks like what they should have done maybe ten years ago. There's a touch screen, I believe. I think he's narrating too. And wow. Okay. Anyway. GameStop, there you go. The redesign looks cool. I hope it can save it. I do enjoy GameStop. GameStop has saved my butt countless times for, you know, for the uh, for when I needed money. <laughs> Just uh, plain and simple. When I, I, I like I used to have a huge collection of physical collection of games, and then uh, you know as time goes on, when you don't get hired <laughs> for so long, you got to start selling stuff, and uh, that's what happens. You just you just gotta gotta get rid of stuff that you you miss and all that whatever. Uh, 
let's see. The new store seems to ditch the glossy black and white aesthetic of current GameStop locations. Instead, the store now sports a more muted gray color aesthetic with faux wood paneling, which is true. The store is also sleeker and more streamlined with cleaner rows of games, as well as a small table for video game apparel and figures. There's also a wall-mounted tablet in the store that customers can order from, as well as a sofa and HGTV in the middle of the store. I wouldn't say in the middle. In August, GameStop confirmed to IGN that it laid off 120 employees, including editorial members of GameStop's print publication, Game Informer. Oh, I didn't know GameStop owned Game Informer. Wow, that sucks. I was reading some Game Informer stuff a couple weeks ago. GameStop also recently confirmed during an earnings call that it could close up to 200 underperforming stores worldwide. GameStop announced the layoffs as part of GameStop Reboot which includes plans to redesign stores that focus on live events, retro games and esports. Yeah, I don't this live events thing is is uh, very smart to me because you know, people still line up to get physical games at midnight. You know, as much as people like to download games to their to their consoles and have them at midnight, so they're gonna press the A button and, or the X button, uh, cross apparently that's what it's called. And it's <laughs> it's a story that happened like two weeks ago. Uh, and uh, press it right there and it's loaded up. Uh, people still like to buy physical because sometimes it's cheaper, most of the time it's cheaper than digital. And you can also return the game after the fact. Um, I mean, great so these live events you know if it, if a store is going to have a launch party for um, halo infinite next year uh, then they can bring out the halo master chief collection open the store at you know 9 p.m 10 p.m and have people play games on the couch do you know play games on the crt tvs in the bag and then at midnight they can say all right we're gonna sell halo infinite you know or last of us part two it's I mean, this is this is good. This is going to be good for them. I I truly wish they had done this ten years ago, when it was when it was when the rumors were like, yeah, GameStop sucks and it's failing. <laughs> they give you back five dollars for every sixty dollar game you bought, uh, you know, three years ago. Whatever. The news follows as fourteen point three percent sales increase year over year and a net loss of four hundred million dollars in Q two. GameStop CFO Jim Bell also predicted that this trend of loss will continue for the next several quarters until the next generation of consoles release. Several quarters? There's, what is this, one, two, three? There's four quarters in that. There's several, that's like 15 quarters. <laughs> okay. And finally, <clears throat> let's run through this really quickly. This is something that I planned weeks ago, but uh, it's only apropos to do it now. These are the TV pilots for a 2019 season from The Hollywood Reporter, written by Leslie Goldberg. These are all the shows that uh, were passed over or ordered a series based on uh, a list. <laughs> this is uh, TV pilots, 2019. Shows go through piloting, which is they make the first episode of a show. And if the network likes it or not, then they will pick it up, pick up the show, and give it a certain amount of episodes. Uh, a lot of these shows were not ordered. A lot of these shows were. Let's go over. This is only for network, I believe, as well. ABC Comedy. This is Happy Accident. Was uh, starring Vanessa Williams, Matt Walsh, Joanna Garcia Swisher, Heather Donahue. Oh, my God, what a beautiful cast. Jesse Pinnock, Elliot Knight, Robert Smith. 
uh, revolves around two Pittsburgh families of father, Matt Walsh, with three daughters, Joanna Garcia Swisher, and a hotel lounge singer, or three adult daughters, and a hotel lounge singer, Vanessa Williams, with her med student son, who are forced together after decades-old seekers revealed. Oh, man, that would have been funny. This is on ABC. ABC, <laughs> I should have said that earlier. Mixed-ish was ordered to series, starring R.C. Himmel, Tika Sumter, Christine Anthony, Michael, Michelle Harris, Ethan Childress, uh, and I believe Mark Paul Gossier is in the show as well. This is a spinoff of, spin-off of Blackish. This is Tracy Ellis Ross growing up. Uh, Nana, starring Katie Segal, Ben Lawson, Kimberly Quinn, Jim Allen, Bill Bellamy, Jolie Hoag Rappaport, not picked up. After the death of his wife, an obsessive, overprotective dad, Josh Cook, is forced to invite his brash and body mother-in-law, Katie Segal, to his home to help raise their two granddaughters she barely knows. Uh, United We Fall, order to series, starring Jane Curtin, Jason Mitchell Snow, Will Sasso, oh, good, Christina Vidal. Profoundly realistic multicultural family sitcom that shows how when two young people with young children. Two people with young children and overzealous extended families truly love each other. Barely anything is possible. This is, they're all, they all sound the same. Uh, Hannah Simone show did not get picked up, starring uh, Hannah Simone, Jane Levy's, Alana Ubeck, Denise Akdeniz, Liza Traeger, and Hank Chen. This is what sounds like a very brown show. Hannah and her Indian American immigrant father have always been close, but after she admits to herself that she's a dead end job and, re- and he reveals his marriage is over, they're starting over together and finding a new path, a new chapter uh, will make them carry uh, crazy clothes or just crazy. There's a single camera. That sounds fun. Uh, oh, that last show, United We Fall, was multi camera, so we'll see how long that lasts. Untitled Jessica Gao, passed over slash being shopped. Holly Chow, Cindy Chung, Stephen Park, Kelly Hugh, Helen Hong. Oh, Helen Hong. Uh, Ki Hong Lee, Ashley Park, and John Gimberly. <laughs> Single camera. Uh, revolves around Janet Zhao, a first-generation Chinese-American woman who struggles to set healthy boundaries with her crazy, exhausting family. It's just a lot of family stuff. I'm going to skip over that. I'm sorry. Uh, entitled Leslie Odom Jr. Comedy, which was also passed over. Starring Leslie Odom Jr., and people, I don't want to say any of those names, it's too long. Uh, inspired by real life progressive pastors, Ture Roberts and Sarah Jakes Roberts. The show revolves around Omari, uh, Leslie, and Hope, Kelly Jeanette, Jinrette, who together run a modern ministry. Uh, it's a family comedy. There we go. Okay, you get it. Woman Up, starring Mary Elizabeth, uh, this is Passover, starring Mary Elizabeth Ellis, Tawny Newsom, all. Abby Quinn, Gabrielle Elise, Kim Whitley. Wow, okay. Leon Thomas, Tate Moore, and Bryce Charles. <laughs> you can tell it's the first time I ever looked this. <laughs> um, two former teen moms, Mary Elizabeth Ellis and Tony Newsom, have worked their uh, blanks off to see their daughters all the way through high school graduation. And now at 35, they're ready to make up to make up for the youth they never had. Yeah, you can tell the show's going. Let's skip on down to CBS, Bob Hart's Abishola. And if you have not been seeing commercials for Bob Hart's Abishola, you have been missing out. <laughs> this is from <laughs> stars Billy Gardell and Folake Olowolfikyu, Christine Ebersole, Mary Beth Monroe, 
Shola, I do sweet, which is really what I like. And Matt Jones and uh, a few other people. What what I really like about this show, it's a multicam, is that it stars a bunch of real people from Africa, which is great. Or wherever they're from, they're black, <laughs> and they're, they have African accents. So wherever they're from, uh, go watch the trailer for that. This is a white guy who falls in love with an African woman. There we go. <laughs> Carol's second act, multi-camera, starring Patricia Heaton, a bunch of other losers, but Patricia Heaton is there, and she's great. Uh, it's about a woman named Carol Chambers, who, after raising her two children and retiring from teaching, embarks on a unique second act, becoming a doctor. I can't wait to see that. Only multi-cam this season I can't wait to see. Emperor of Malibu, starring Max Williams, Ken Jeong, Deborah S. Craig, Taylor Louderman, passed over when the son of a Chinese billionaire announces his engagement to an American woman. Is a family. Okay, it's another family one. Broke. Ordered a series starring Jamie Camille, Polly Perrette, Natasha Legero, and Izzy Diaz. When outrageously wealthy trust fund baby Jimmy Camille is cut off from his father. He and his wife moved to exchange sisters, forcing the siblings to reconnect. Condo. Over the house. Passed over. There's a lot of comedies. Starring Catherine Heigl. Wow. And Malcolm Barrett. Wow. Timeless mom and dad. Or devoted mom and dad. Sorry, I saw Timeless by Malcolm Barrett's name. A devoted mom and dad are committed to raising their children with the love and support from their mom that they never got as a kid. But how difficult it is in the same parents to look back on the picture. God, so many freaking family comedies. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that make sense not to do a family comedy? I know that's what you want to do for network, especially for network. And that's why Modern Family lasted so long uh, because people, it's, it's a family. And it's, I mean, it was fine for a couple years as well. The Unicorn, Walt Goggins, Rob Corddry, Michaela Watkins, Omar Benson Miller picked up the series. Uh, Unicorn is about a widower who's getting back into dating life. Uh, super simple love story. Parker Young. Some other people, Ronnie Chang. Oh, okay. Uh, explores how an unlikely couple becomes an unlikely family. Oh God! Through interviews and vignettes spanning ten years. That scene is that reminds me of me myself and I, which was canceled. That spanned like fifty years, I think, or forty years. To make concern, we're uh, starring Michael and Garano, Briga Helene. I love her; she's great. Raymond Owl. All black. Michael Cassidy, Taylor Dearden, Anna Villafane. Evan sets out with his group. Uh, this is passed over. Evan sets out with his group of 20 something friends to accomplish a list of challenges he wrote for himself a year ago in an effort to turn around his banal life. This is such so stupid. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Fox Comedy. Adam and Eve starring. Odette Annabelle and Ryan Hansen, I like him. Based on French Canadian format, the comedy what follows one couple at three stages of the relationship, young and passionate, middle aged with kids and navigating retirement. It was a single camera. I wonder how that would have worked. Bless this heart. Bless the hearts. Animated series, straight to order. Christian Wig, My Rudolph, yeah, of course. Julian Bell, Ike Barinholtz. That's why you pick it up. That's you got look at look at that catch. You, you got that catch, you pick it up. Follows a group of Southerners who are broke as a joke and struggling for American dream and status of wealth. Yeah. Duncanville, animated series straight order, also picked up. Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Wiz Khalifa. I mean, you got the team. Revolves around a 15-year-old boy named Duncan and his family and friends, including his mother, Annie, who is constantly trying to prevent her son from ruining his life. 
The Great North animated order the series. They're gonna have so many animation domination shows. Nick Offerman, Jenny Slate, Megan Mullally, Paul Rust, Aparna, and then Charlotte. Oh my gosh. And then Charlotte, uh, Will Forte, Dulce Sloan. It's like amazing. Uh, follows the Alaskan adventures of the Tobin family, a single dad. Beef does his best to keep a weird bunch of kids close, especially as the artistic dreams of his only daughter, Judy, lead her away from the family fishing boat and into glamorous world of local wall. <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be fun. Outmatched. Ordered to series. <sighs> Maggie Lawson, Jason Biggs, Tisha Campbell-Martin. Huh. Family comedy about a blue-collar couple in South Jersey trying to get uh, by and raise four kids, three of whom just happen to be certified geniuses. Okay. Patty's Auto. I wonder if you can hear The Simpsons in the background because it is surely playing. <laughs> hey, there's two more comedies they dropped. Uh, and NBC's got some comedies that they ordered the series. The Kenan Show, of course, is Kenan Thompson's show with him and Andy Garcina and Poonam Patel. Great. A widowed Keenan is determined by, to be everything for his kids while begrudgingly letting his persistent father-in-law become more involved in their lives. Uh, they pass over some shows. <laughs> Perfect Harmony with Bradley Whitford and Anna Camp. It's a show in Timberly Hill. Timberly Hill, excuse me. I don't ever say it. Timberly. Uh, Rural Church Choir gets a director it never thought it needed when a salty Ivy League music professor stumbles through the door. It looks funny. I think I'll check it out. Sunnyside, Cal Penn, Moses Storm, Joel Kim Booster revolves around Garrett Shaw, former New York City councilman who finds his calling when faced with immigrants in need of his help in search of the American dream. And Indebted. Order of the series, Adam Pally, Abby Elliott, Fran Drescher, wow, Stephen Weber, okay, Jesse Hodges, Emmer Chatta. Patel. Young parents, Dave and Rebecca, end up having to take care of Dave's parents who have mismanaged their finances and need help paying down a sizable debt. As you can tell, a lot of these are the of the uh, multi-camera comedy variety, sort of, or just the comedy variety, or no, sorry, of the family variety. We'll see how these do, especially coming up in the next year, where there's you know probably going to be five hundred to 600 new shows that premiere. Uh, not a joke. FX does a study every year, and this, this, the, the number of shows go up every single year. We'll see how those shows perform. Speaking of performing, why don't you perform on over to website, cpluscomedy.com, where there's going to be some new interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. And you know what? I don't even want to jinx it. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, let's see if you want to see a video version of this podcast head over to the website see www.youtube.com slash comedy you can see my pretty face and you can see me just read through a list of the shows <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go like that I got bored halfway through a quarter of the way through two in <laughs> and then uh, what else can you do you can also there at youtube.com slash people's comedy. You can uh, watch news time, which is the premier news show that comes out every single week. No matter what, I hope <laughs> this week was very late. Uh, it comes out every single week. Check it out. This week's episode is about the Emmys and how they are going hostless this year and some other stuff. What else is going on? That's it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C Comedy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Black White. 
like us on Facebook, tell your friends, rate, review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever that gosh darn F it's called. All right, I'm done. Bye.